turned around. They said, we can't follow this. We can't go with you no more saying stuff like that. They wasn't listening deep enough to what he was trying to say, number one. But he told the disciples, he said, what are y'all going to do? And their response to Jesus was, we ain't going nowhere. We seen too much. You, you have to get involved with God to the point to where you see enough and you understand the value of what you have in your hand. He is the greatest, not Muhammad Ali. Jesus Christ is the greatest of all time. And he's worth everything that we give to him. And I'm going to tell you something. The dangerous thing is to begin to get uh, complacent and get too comfortable with God. Never get too comfortable with God. Never get too complacent. I'm talking about love him, but don't get to the place where you just feel like, oh, God, he forgive me for everything. He'll forgive me for this. That's how you that's how you find yourself far away from God. You need to anytime you start to feel like matter of fact, every day you need to die to yourself. Bring yourself back down and exalt him. Don't ever get to the place where you're so comfortable with God that you, because eventually you'll start to abuse the relationship. Well, this morning being uh, Palm Sunday, the Lord was sharing this with me earlier in the week. And you guys know this. It's very difficult for me to do uh, messages based on holidays. Four years, y'all know that, right? I'm going to say what God gave me to say, holidays or not. Uh, I'm going to say what God gave me to say, because if I try to manufacture some kind of a holiday message, there ain't going to be no fire on it, <laughs> right? So just thank God that he, he integrated. I said, Lord, I, I would kind of like to integrate. He said, okay, here you go. Do it like this. So that's how we're going to do it. But uh, matter of fact, let's, uh, we'll get the offering afterward. Let's stand and let's do our confessions, and then we'll take off on our journey this morning. <clears throat> And again, this is, this is a part of my, a part of my prayer is my confession. Once I, if I believe that I receive, I'm not going to keep asking God over and over and over again for the same thing. I'm going to thank him for what he already did. Yeah. Amen. That, that exhibits faith. The Bible says that through faith, we get everything that we, we, we get from God comes through our faith. So a part of your prayer needs to be like this, right? So in actuality, this is our, our, our morning prayer. Our confessions are our prayer. So, so uh, just repeat after me. Father, I thank you in advance that I will be changed by my time spent in worship and in the word this morning. I am a believer and not a doubter. Therefore, all things are possible for me. I recognize that it's not by my might nor by my power but by your spirit Working mightily in me, which I overcome any adversity I may face on our journey. I am not afraid of what sickness can do to me. We got to do that one again. I'm not afraid of what sickness can do to me. I am not afraid of what sickness can do to me. Because by your stripes, I am healed. By your stripes, I am healed. By your stripes, I am healed. I'm not afraid of financial lack because all my needs are made according to your riches and glory. Therefore, I live out of your pockets and not mine. And I cannot be overcome, cannot be overcome by, depression, by depression, 
Because you have gifted me with your peace that passes all understanding and you won't take it back. I am an overcomer. I am an overcomer. Sherry, I am an overcomer. One more time. I am an overcomer. One more time. I am an overcomer. Because you overcame. And I cannot be stopped. And I won't be stopped. I love you, Lord. Because you're a good, good father. Okay. Confession, confession lesson. Lenny uh, and Russell, come here. Uh, uh, Big Gib, come here for a second. Let's do a confession lesson. You stand right here. Thank you, Chief. You stand right there. Uh, Lenny, you stand right there. Russell, you stay right there. Still facing me. Everybody facing me. Okay. So what I want you to understand. Your confession is not based on... Your confidence in your confession is not based on the things that are against you at the present time. Okay. I don't say by his stripes I'm healed when I get healed. Come on, come on. What I'm doing is I'm saying to sickness right now, by the stripes of Jesus, I'm healed. I'm I'm removing obstacles by the word of God. All my needs are met according to your riches and glory by Christ Jesus. My confession is moving stuff out of my way. God's given me his peace that passes all understanding. That's why I can't be depressed and depression can't win over me. That's what my confession does. And so, that, so let's say sickness tries to show back up, right? Uh, lack tries to come back. Depression tries to come back. What I do again is I move it again with my words. I continue to, so what am I doing? I'm taking the word of God and I'm waging war with my words. It's not about waiting till it manifests. I'm making you move because God said you had to. So my confidence is in what God said before it ever even happens. It's not in myself. It's in what he said. And so sometimes I may have to wrestle with something for, for months, for weeks, for years I may have to fight with it. But it has to come down. Every giant that I face must fall in Jesus' name. Listen, the reason why Goliath fell at the hand of David was not because of a rock. It was because of a rock. Right? The reason why Goliath fell at the hand of David was not because of a rock. It was because of the rock. It was because of the word of God. So listen, before men were ever put on the earth, God wrote out a story and it said that one day David's going to face Goliath and David's going to slay him with a rock. So Goliath had to stand up and play his role just like a movie script. He had to step up and say, I'll whoop everybody, right? (laughs) David had to step up and say, so before David put the rock in the sling, Goliath was already down because God wrote it that way before. Before a healing manifests in your life, God already wrote it in the scripture that by your by his stripes you're healed. You just have to continue to agree. David had to go through the battle with Goliath, but it was already done because it was already written. 
You have to learn how to live like this. Man does not live by the bread that follows the word, but man lives by the every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. So it's not the bread that is a byproduct of the word. It is the word that brings the bread along when I need it. You have to learn how to live by what he said. Battle with what he said. It can't be a thing to where every now and then I'll, I'll speak a word and then I quit and I go back to doing this, that, and the other. No, I'm sold out. I'm on, I'm on board with you, Jesus. And this is, he said, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. God's word will pull down every stronghold in your life. This is how you battle. Now listen, let me tell you something. If you battle this way sometimes, and then the other time you lean on the arm of your flesh, your emotions, the words of friends, then you're not doing what God told you to do. So therefore, if it's not working for you, it's not that the word don't work. It's that you're not working the word. He said that if you continue in my word, then you will be my disciples indeed. He didn't say start in it. He said continue. It must be a lifestyle. It must be a lifestyle. This is how I face my battles. This is how I fight the things that come against me. I trust that God has already done for me what he said that he would do. Yes. Right? That's why we make the confessions. Yeah. We're not waiting on it to happen. We're telling it what's going to happen. Move. He said, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you will say to the mountain. Right? He didn't even say go around. He said, you're going to speak to them. So the mountain could be sickness. The mountain could be debt. It could be uh, stress. He said, you can speak to the mountain. Now, now, now we can find a little bit of wiggle room if it w- wasn't wrote in red. Come on now. <laughs> there you go. It could be left open interpretation, but it was wrote in red. Yeah, yeah. So we know who said was wrote in red. Right. <laughs> and either he's a the Lord, he's a liar, or he's a lunatic for what he said. If you call him Lord. That means you you have to be telling the truth. Because anybody else who said the things that Jesus said, and it wasn't so, it'll make them a liar or a crazy person. If you believe in Jesus, you have to believe what he said. Thank y'all. Okay, so... Listen, as I was saying earlier, Jesus came in on this donkey, which he told the disciples to go and find on Palm Sunday. He said, listen, go, go and find, go into town. You're going to find this coat that has never been broken. Bring it. I'm going to ride it in. So as he rode in, the people, they begin to throw the palm leaves. They throw through uh, uh, cloaks and these things on this, what we call the triumphal entry, right? Uh, into the Passion Week, which was going to be this very uh, trying week. For Jesus going in, uh, understanding that, that, hey, listen, y'all trying to make me a king, but my, my kingdom, my earthly kingdom is not going to be established the way you think it is. I have to present myself a sacrificial lamb in order to come back as the reigning lion. All right? And so uh, uh, the Bible says, uh, and everybody knows this scripture. Everybody knows John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That whosoever believe in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. Jesus' motivation for doing what he did was love. Mm-hmm. 
Right. The people had all kind of agendas on their mind. They wanted things from him. They wanted the uh, king, this kingdom to be established. They wanted these problems and issues to be done away with. But he's like, no, he knew that this wasn't going to happen the way you think that thought it was going to happen. Right. Even the disciples that he gave power to by the Holy Spirit, they still face persecution. Right. Listen, you, you read the story of how these guys will show up and, and people uh, cripple people. Remember, they, they came up on the gate, the guy that was asking for alms. Right, and they told him, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have, give I thee, arise and walk. Dudes that had the power flowing through them to heal crippled people still were not above persecution. Come on now. Do you hear that? Right? They were still not above persecution. And so understand something, that Jesus is everything that we say that he is, but in our service to him, it does not go without persecution. That don't mean the power don't work. Amen? So he did all these things out of his love. Understand this, that the scripture says that faith works by love. Faith works by love. So Jesus had to have two things to take him to the cross. And that was faith and he had to have love. Faith works by love. The Bible says of Jesus that when he went into the garden, while he was in the garden, that the Bible says he sweat. Drops of blood. Right? So what pushed him through at that point? He, he understood. There was, there was obviously some anguish. Uh, maybe we can even put it in the fear folder to a, a, a degree. Right? There was some anguish. There was some fear. But his faith pushed him through. Well, what was his faith powered by? It was powered by love. His faith was powered by love. Love and faith both go together. Right? Love and faith, love and faith. I right, know the song. <clears throat> Hebrews twelve two. Let's look at something. Hebrews twelve two. He says, "Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God." So let's, let's break the scripture down just a little bit. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Now, let's look at these four words. Who for the joy? Who for the joy? What is that describing? Who for the joy? Who for the joy is describing his love. Right? Both of these two are present in this scripture. Then it goes on to say, that was set down before him. Endure the cross is describing his faith. Right? For the joy is describing his love. And endured the cross is describing his faith. Both of these two, two things go together. Despising the shame and sat down at the right hand of the Father. If my faith is broken, it's because my love is broken. If my faith is broken, I'm, I'm about to hit you in the stomach in a minute. Just wait. Right? If my faith is broken, it's because my love is broken. Right? Now, How many of you are familiar with the terminology a person say somebody is, is hating on me? Yeah. Right? You ever heard of that terminology before? This person is hating on me. Some of us hate on people. Yeah. Right? All of us got a little bit of hater in there. We need to get out. Yeah. Right? Well, if you are having a problem seeing somebody else do well. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. If you're having a problem seeing somebody else do well, it's because your faith is a little broken and your love is a little broken. 
Yeah, both of them connected together. Because, let me tell you something. If I believed that God would do for me what I, what I parakeet, that I, that what I say that he'll do for me, I won't be upset when he does something great for you. Right? My, see, my faith can't function because my love is broken. When my, when my love is right, my faith can function. Because that means I don't care how much God blesses you because I love you and I believe that he'll bless me the same because I also believe that he loves me. Alright? So when I believe that God loves me and you can't do nothing about that, no human can do anything about the, the degree that God loves me. For God so loved the world that he endured all of these things that he went through. He, the Bible says there's nothing greater that he can do for you to prove his love. When I understand how much God loves me, I don't have to hate on you for what God's doing for you. Yeah, amen. amen. And a lot of times that's the way it is. You don't, people, we don't want, listen, I'm, I'm not talking about, you think I'm talking about outside of church. I'm talking about in church. I don't know how many people clap and say praise God for somebody and don't really mean it. You clapping because everybody else in the congregation clapping. You ain't really, person. I'm so sick of them, they got a testimony every week. Every week you saying that to yourself, you ain't going to say it to nobody else. Every week they got a testimony. Tell my God done something good for them, they need to sit down and shut up. You wouldn't feel like that if you felt that God was doing something for you. Listen, God bless their socks off because me and you got something going on over here. Amen? Now let's look at something. If my faith is broken, it's because my love is broken. Uh, 1 Corinthians 13, 4-8 says this about love. Love suffers long. It's kind. Love does not envy. Love does not parade itself. Or it's not boastful. It's not puffed up. Does not behave rudely. Does not seek its own. Is not provoked. Thinks no evil. Does not rejoice in iniquity. But rejoices in the truth. It bears all things. Believes all things. Hopes all things. Endures all things. Love never fails. Listen, got a testimony. <laughs> this gentleman came uh, in the restaurant yesterday. This is a strange story. And uh, so then he called back. Then he, called, he had a pickup order. He called back and he says, you know, my sandwiches, it tastes like, uh, dr- uh, what did he say? No, we're not saying Okay, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, it, but the reason why, he, he used explicative, several explicative. Yeah, it tastes like the S word. All I can taste is the seasoning and it's dry. This, this, and this. And he's telling my wife. He's basically cussing out my wife. Right? So then I come back. I hear the story. And what do I do? I don't, you know, I'll be honest with you. I'm tempted to get upset. I don't want nobody cussing out my wife. Right? But what I do is I go over to taste the meat where his meat was cut off of. And the dude's got a point. Right? Something happened. His meat got over seasoned and don't taste right. Okay. It happens 90, 90, 95% of the time everything goes well. That's why you can go to a restaurant a million times and then one time you go something goes south. Cause nothing, you can't be perfect at anything. So then I call the man back on the phone. Hey, how you doing? Da, 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 da. And so, um, I, I tell him, uh, you know, who I am. You know, that was my wife you cussed out. Okay. And he thought that, I, you know, I was looking for him to come beat him up. And so, um, I, I found out his problem. I told him, I said, you know, after this, that, and the other, I said, yeah, you know, you were right. And I appreciate you saying something because that particular piece of meat we would have served to a whole bunch of more people would have been a bigger problem. So I appreciate you, you know, telling us about this. And uh, he said, so then he goes on, he, he says, I'm sorry. 
He said, I'm just stuck over here and I can't leave. And that was my lunch. Right. So then I tell him, I said, well, where you at? He says, I'm over here at this place and that place. I said, well, look, I'm fixing to come and I'm going to bring you a new uh, lunch. I'm going to bring it to you. Right. And so he said, you are? I said, yeah, I'm going to bring it. So then I take him and stuff over there and he comes out and he shakes my hand. Right. And uh, we're talking and he's, he's security over at this place. He says, you know, 600 people uh, a, a day or so come through this place. He says, and so I want you to bring me a bunch of flyers. I'm going to hand them out. Now, the man went from cussing my wife out to wanting to promote the business. Because I showed him love. Because I showed him love. Right? Shocked and blew his mind that I acted like that. Right? And I told him, I said, man, it's okay. Everybody gets irritable every now and everybody makes mistakes. We all, you know, explain to him we made a mistake. You made a mistake. It's good. It's all right like that. Right? But you get a different response when you put out love never fails. Hallelujah. Never fails. Listen, anytime you choose when somebody's charging you up and you choose to respond by love, that's not showing weakness. You, that's, that, that's never going to fail. Now, if, you, if they come at you and you say, look, I'm fixing to get my just due. I'm fixing to tell them off. I'm fixing to act a bigger fool as they are. And then the, 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 tel- the cell phone camera turns on when you start your dialogue. <laughs> right? So they video record you coming back. And they never get to see the other side. And he gets put on Facebook. Look how rude this person was. See, that's a failure right there. But, they, but when, I'm, when I'm being unloving, you can't. Ain't nothing you can say about that. Uh, they handled it the right way. They handled it the right way. Love don't ever fail. That's the point of that story right there. So love has all these attributes. Again, if my faith is broken, I'm not excited to see you do well because I can't believe for God to bless me myself. So therefore, I hate on you instead of forgiving you or wishing you the best. We're going to we're gonna get into this story in just a second. Give me a second. Uh, this is Luke chapter 23, verse 34. It says, then Jesus said, now watch this. Forgive them, for they know not what they do. And they divided his garments and cast lots on them. So here's Jesus on the cross unjustly. And what does he do? Does he, does he go off on them? Look, I'm the son of God. Y'all, I'm going to get y'all. I'm about to hit, light, hit every one of y'all out here with lightning. He could have done all of that, right? But he, he understood the process of which he was going through. And Jesus was so full of love. He said, I know they don't understand. So here they crucified him. Very violent death. But he's saying, forgive them. Because love never fails. Let me tell you why Jesus could do this. Jesus could do this because there was no doubt. He had a promise from God. Now watch this. He had a promise from God that he would be resurrected. He had no doubt because of his faith. He had faith because of he understood how much the father loved him. Now, you could say, well, that was Jesus because he was a son of God. Jesus was working off the same information you got. He was the same words that God had spoke and prophesied that that's how he knew he was going to get up because of the word, because of the word that was spoken. He was living off of the word. Right. So it had been prophesied that this would happen. And he spoke the same words to him. He used the word to tell him what was going to happen. Right. So he had because he had no doubt that the father loved him so much that he was going to raise him up no matter what they did for him. 
he couldn't be mad at them. And has anybody ever been in one of them spiritual moments? You just left your prayer closet, right? You just left out of worship and somebody cut you off in the car and the other person might have just gotten in the car with you. You picked them up from somewhere and they say, that son of a gun did this, this, that, and the other to you. And you just say, oh, God bless him. But that's how you are after when you got the residue. When you got that presence of God on you, it's hard to move you off of stuff. Listen, I'm a different guy when I'm praying and when I'm not praying. Right? When I'm, when I'm praying, I'm full of God. I'm walking around, you know, with the presence of God on me. And I got the Spirit of God in me all the time. Sometimes I don't listen to it, though. But when I got the presence of God on me, I've been in God's presence. Man, it's hard to make me mad. It's hard to get me upset. It's hard to get me scared. Oh, God's going to take care of it. Don't worry about that. Right? Listen, you ain't been hanging around God. What? What they say? Oh, my God. It's devastating. We're not going to make it. It's that all of that negative starts to come out. Right? So when I'm, when I'm walking in, when I'm walking in love, my faith is through the roof. I'm walking in love. I'm, 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 I'm believing. I'm loving what God's doing for you. God did what for you? Oh my God, that's so great. I can rejoice for you sincerely because I know He got me over here. Right? I like this now. I like this. Go to Luke chapter 15. We're going, this is what we wanted to get to right here. Oh, fixing to mess with my church people right now. Praise the Lord, saints. Praise the Lord, saints. Here we go. If my faith is broken, my love is broken. If my love ain't working, my faith ain't working. Now watch this. This is uh, Luke 15, starting at verse 11. <clears throat> a man had two sons. The younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the share of the estate that falls to me. And he divided his wealth between them. And not many days later, the younger son gathered everything uh, together and went on a journey and, uh, into a distant country. And there he squandered his estate with loose living. Right, I like this, this version I, I like the way it reads. With loose living. Now when he had spent everything, uh, a severe famine occurred, and he began to be impoverished. And he, wait well, I mean, hold on a second, this ain't the one. This ain't the one? No, this ain't the one. Okay, so one version says that after he had spent his money with prostitutes. It's the NLT version. What, what, you got it right there? Read it, read it, read that part right there. Uh, was it 14? 14, read that. Yeah, verse 14. About the time his money ran out, a great famine swept over the land and he began to starve. Now I'm looking for the verse, the part when he talks about the prostitutes. It may be further down in there. Is it 13? We ain't got too many times to go over. Somebody got to tell me the truth. <laughs> Somebody, when you find the verse that talk about the prostitutes, Tell me what one it is for sure. Anybody for sure that it's 13? Okay. Who, who talks about the prostitutes in there? Yes. Yes. Okay, we won't worry about that. We won't worry about that. We'll keep going. So the man had took his money with loose living. You ever say wild living? All right, let's put that into terms today. He's a young man with a pocket full of money. Obviously, his daddy's really rich because his daddy's got servants. And so he took his money, whatever wild living looks like for you. All right. So whether that's hard partying, 
uh, excessive shopping, whatever that, whatever that it looks like for you, he went and did that, right? So then after the Bible says that, uh, I don't went all the way down to 32. Number 14. Now when he had spent everything, a severe famine occurred in that country. So now he broke himself. That's probably why he got broke because everybody else over there was broke and he had to pay for everybody else wherever they was going. So now his money's gone and all the money's gone, right? So now when he had spent everything, a severe famine occurred in that country and he began to be impoverished. So he went and he hired himself out to one of the citizens of another country and he sent him on his fields to feed the swine. And he would have gladly filled his stomach with the pods that the swine were eating. So we know pigs ain't getting no, you know, uh, what's, what's that stuff people like to talk about? Uh, uh, the one thing that everybody is into. What's the thing? They don't want it in the bread. No, 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 no. They don't want it in the bread. They, they don't eat bread because it got it in there. Who, who, what's that? Gluten. gluten. Yeah, right. So he ain't on no gluten-free diet right here. <laughs> right? And he ain't talking about don't give me no MSG and all that kind of stuff. Everything bad to get these pigs got. He ain't on no glu- uh, gluten-free diet. Ain't no gluten-free. It's just scraps over here we're eating for the pigs, right? And when he would gladly have filled his stomach with the pods the swine were eating and had no one giving him anything. Now watch this. But when he came to his senses, remember what I said earlier, it takes, some people have to go further to come to their senses. He said, how many of my father's hired men have more than enough bread, but I am dying here with hunger and I will get up and go to my father and I will say to him, father, I have sinned against heaven and in your sight and I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me as one of the hired men. So he got up and came to his father, but while he was still a long way off, the father uh, saw him and felt compassion for him and ran and embraced him and kissed him. And uh, uh, the son said unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and in your sight, and I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to the slaves, quickly, bring out the best robe and put it on him. Now, this one thing I want you to understand, that the father gave him a chunk of change, but he didn't break the father. Listen, it don't matter how much you done messed up God and gave to you, you can't break God. Amen. Right? We're going to learn some things about this brother with his mistakes. And we're going to look at the other brother. We ain't got to the other brother yet. Right? Verse 30. Oh, verse 30. Okay, we ain't got that yet. All right. So, but, but the father said to the slaves, quickly, bring out the best robe and put it on him. And put a ring on his hand and sandals on his feet. Now look, they got him a whole new wardrobe. His daddy hooking him up. Took him out of K&G or somewhere like that. Whatever you like. You know? <laughs> And uh, uh, and bring the the fattened calf and kill it, uh, and let us eat and celebrate. For the son of mine was dead and is coming to life again. He was lost and has been found, and been uh, and begin to celebrate. Now this is big right here, right? Jesus is talking. He's trying to give us a picture of salvation of somebody in a bad situation who their whole situation has turned around, and now they're hey, listen, they they're going in the right direction, right? That's what he said. So he said, this should be celebrated. I forgive him. Let's celebrate him. Now, verse 25, finna run into the haterade right here. (laughs) Now his older son was in the field, and when he came and approached the house, he heard the music and the dancing. It's a party going on back at the house, right? He ended up working and somebody else celebrating. You ever seen that in church? You know, a person feel like they're doing all the working. And then somebody else shout and listen to the word and they come back and I tell about they got that, that face on like I'm doing all the work and then y'all is near shouting. Yeah. Right? Oh, this happened in church a lot of times, boy. This is a church dude right here. This is a church dude. 
And he summoned one of his servants and began inquiring what these things could be. Hey, what's uh, what's what's I hear the you know I hear they done hired the DJ. I know that's DJ such that I can hear the mix. I know how the music that he playing. What's going on up at the house? What's happening at the house? Right? And he says, now watch, he says, your brother has come and your father has f- killed a fat and cat. What did that mean? Your father has catered fat floors barbecue. That's what happened. Fat floors catering the party. They got a brisket over there, right? That's why some of y'all don't understand your Bible. You don't use your imagination. You're still looking. Let me tell you something. This is a beautiful, historic piece of artwork picture. But if Jesus was alive today, then brother's not dressing like this. Okay, Jesus is bigger than uh, than you putting him in the time. He transcends time. Yeah. Amen. Come on. Uh, so you have to bring him into your world. What's what's happening? You ain't gonna understand God if you keep him back there. You ain't back there. You're here. Right. You got to bring him where you are. Amen. Amen. Don't change what he's trying to say, but bring him where you are. Since your brother has come and your father has killed a fatty calf because he has received him back safe and sound. Praise God. Watch this. But. The daddy's happy. The family's happy. They celebrating. But the brother ain't happy. Because the brother's love is broken. And I'm going to show you that the brother's faith is broken too. Watch this. Uh, but he answered and said, but, uh, but he became angry and was not willing to go in. What? Stank face. I'm not going into the party. They in there eating good brisket and ribs and all of that kind of stuff inside of there. Maybe beef ribs, right? They in there eating and the brother's like, I ain't going in. Mm. Throwing a fit outside on the step. The, all of the, the, the whole staff and the families in there eating and the Bible said it was dancing, they were having a good time, a good uh, Christian celebrate, right? This brother said, I'm not going in there. Mm. I ain't going. Why did he do that? Number one, he wants attention. He wants somebody, he wants it, he hurt himself. I want somebody to come ask me why I'm throwing a fit. <laughs> okay, I'll bite. Why are you not going in? All right? Then he goes on, he says, hey, watch this. Uh, what verse am I in? I'm in the end of 28 already? Okay, here you go. But he became angry and not willing to go in. And his father came out and began pleading with him. Look at that. Throwing the fit. The daddy got to come outside. Lord. See, all y'all, all of us are saying that he tripping. But how many times? I done been there before. Somebody gets something that I thought they wasn't qualified to get. And I'm telling God, God, look how hard I've been working. You show slow with mine. How you going to just give them theirs? Somebody tell the truth. Ain't been there before. <laughs> Right? See, that's what I'm saying. You can't just really put the people out there like, all of us got a little hater in us. Don't act like you ain't got any something in there. Right? You got some jealousy in there. Right? Thank God, though. Right? He became angry, not willing to go in. The father came out pleading with him, and he answered and said to the father, Look, for so many years I have been serving you, and I have uh, never neglected a command of yours. I'm a self righteous Christian. I'm here, I do my job. All these kind of things. I've been serving you, but I'm faithful. I, you say, you never told me I'm faithful. I'm telling you I'm faithful. You never gave me no pen. You didn't give me no ribbon. You didn't give me no certificate. <laughs> hey, in church, we want a, we want a certificate. We got to get a certificate at church. 
I'm trying to tell you. Now, the certificate is, is real. It's worth something. But hey, you don't get no certificate. Keep doing your job. Come on. Because it's not about the certificate. It's about you doing what you're supposed to do. Right? So he goes on, he says, so many years I've been serving you, and I have uh, never neglected a command of yours, and yet you have never uh, given me a young goat. You ain't called fat floors for me. Not even a call-in order. I ain't even got a pizza. <laughs> I, ain't, I ain't even got a pizza, I ain't got a sandwich, I ain't got nothing. Right? Yeah, you ain't even hit them up on Wednesday for me, right? No special. Right? So he says, but... Uh, you haven't given me a young goat so that I might celebrate with my friends. Now watch this. Watch this. He says, but when his son of yours has has came, who has devoured his wealth with prostitutes, and you killed a fatted calf for him. So he's snitching. He know where he's been. He got reports. People been telling him what's going on, where he's spending the money at. He keeping tabs. Right? That's just like the old Christian like that. Yeah, snitching. Right? The old Christian. Hey, you know, uh, Pastor such such, I'm not trying to gossip, but I'm going to tell you, they don't do right. They ain't as right as they, <laughs> they ain't as right as you think they are. I'm not trying to gossip on them, but I'm just telling you, they ain't good a Christian as you think they are. Right? So you might want to rethink putting them in that position. Oh, man, I have heard this kind of stuff before. All right? Because all of us got a little hater in us. Right? Now, his hater's coming out. So he says, uh, he says, you ain't done none of this for me. Now watch the daddy's response. And he said to him, son, you have always been with me and all that is mine is yours. It ain't my fault that you ain't got the stuff that you want. Because I always had it and if I gave it to him, I would have gave it to you. But you never asked me for it. You never put your faith out there, son. And I'll tell you today why you never put your faith out there. Because you ain't got no love in your heart. You're a hater and your faith's broken because you're a hater. You can't love because you can't believe that I do something for you because you're a hater. Your love broken. And faith only works by love. You don't believe. He said at any time, we could have called, Fat Floyd's open Tuesday through Saturday. Yeah. On any one of these days, if you would have told me, Daddy, I want that, uh, the enchilada plates and I want to celebrate with everybody from <laughs> Fat Floyd. Look at all these commercials I'm doing. I'm great at this stuff. <laughs> right? I would have done it for you. But you never asked me to, to call him over there. Right? I got the number. His daddy pulled out his phone. I, I got the number in my phone. 281-659-3304. I would have called him. Right? I would have called him and got you some brisket, son. But you never ask. You never ask because your faith is broken. Your faith is broken because your love is broken. You're a hater. Right there? Right? So he, he said, if you would have asked. Now listen. There's a couple things I got to point out. Watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this. Jesus telling these stories. There's another story that Jesus talked about, about the guys with the talents. Okay? So the, the two talents, Jesus is not, I mean, the, the father is not mad at the son who took off with the money. No. And blew it, he blew up all the money, and he ain't mad. Bring me another, another one, because I'm, I'm never going to run out. Bring me another one. That's right, that's right, thank you. 
I'm not going to run out. Bring me another one. Bring me another ring. Bring, hook my dick. Look, get, get the food. Get called the DJ. Get, I don't care what. Bring me some more. Yeah. And give it to him. God's not upset because he, the, the father ain't upset because he blew through the money. Now let's look at the story with the talents. What did he say about the two guys? He came back and he says that one got five, the other one got two. And it says that each one of them took the talents and put them at risk. They took a risk. They took them and they traded. They risked that. They could have lost it. So the only one he got mad at was the one who says, I didn't want to put your stuff at risk. In other words, I ain't got no faith. I don't want to exercise my... God is not upset when you exercise your faith and come up short. What he's upset with is when you don't do nothing. Yeah, amen. 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 Upset when you don't do nothing. He called a brother. He, he said, he called him fearful. Right? Just lazy. Right? Fear is the opposite of faith. Brother ain't had no faith. He had to be a hater too. We can assume that from what we just read. I'm not going to risk it. Jesus telling the two stories. Now the other brother and the, and the guy with the one, both of them, Pastor Ben, kind of got these, these funky attitudes. The other one got a little sneaky with his. Come on, making this big old speech. Uh, number three. Uh, one, Mr. One Talent, come on up here. What you do with your stuff? Well, look it. There's no word I can say that is not appropriate for church. We we use words of uh, nose words. I can't say what it. Is. So he comes with this speech. Well, I knew that were a hard man. You reap where you didn't sow. So what I did was I thought that it was the wise thing to do not to even put it at risk. Uh Right. So come, 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 come. Here's the hole that I've dug. I've hit it right here. I've got it. I haven't lost anything. I've hit it here and I've gotten it for you. And so what I'm going to do is, uh, uh, Charlie, can I get that shovel? I'm going to dig it up. And here. Here's, here's what you gave me, right back to you. See, no, no harm, no foul, no risk. Mm. He, 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 you made a, you put this show on, you make this presentation, like you're trying to sell me a business and you want a woman to invest money in you. But I'm not going to invest nothing in you because you don't have no faith. You're scared. Wow. I would have rather you, he said, look, I you could have at least took it, to, you could have done something. Huh. See, faith is precious to God. Why is faith so precious to God? Because your faith, it works by your love. In order for me to believe that God will do anything for me, I must first believe that God loves me. Without his love, there is no motivation for him to do anything for me. If my faith is broken, then my love is broken. I can't love you if I don't have the proper love relationship with God. My faith is broken when my love is broken. When my love is working. Right? Then I understand that when God asks me to do something for the kingdom, the reason behind that is, is that, uh, uh, he has, he, he, listen, we, we, he's explained to us his mission. He needs to get it accomplished. I'm gonna get on board with God because I love God. He invites me to get on board because he loves me. He's going to support me in what we're doing because he loves me. Uh 
right? Listen, I, when, when, I, when they pronounce or use some gigantic word of sickness, right, over my body, I'm going to believe God for healing because I have an understanding through my relationship and time spent with him that he loves me enough to heal me. Amen. Faith work by love. Yeah. If I don't understand that, I'm not going to trust God in nothing. And so I'm just going to trust myself. And that's only going to go so far because if you don't understand God love you, you don't love God, you don't really love yourself. Amen? Last, last thing, and then we finish for the morning. <clears throat> Jesus put his love on display. Jesus put his love on display. Understanding when he was making that triumphal entry that this is what was going to happen. Now watch this. You read these and then I'm going to get to this last statement. Don't hate me because I asked to come out on the water. Because I asked for my portion. Because I'm taking risk with what God put in my hands. And you're burying, your, burying what he put in yours. Let me read that again. Don't hate me. Because I asked to come out on the water. Everybody else was in that boat. Everybody else could have said, Lord, can I come out there? It didn't just say I got, Jesus didn't say, well, I only got one slot. Water walkers. Peter said, Peter asked first. Nobody else can come. Peter was the only one that asked. Come on. Watch this. Don't hate me because I asked to walk out on the water because I asked for my portion. You say, well, I asked. But you, but you asked like that other brother. That other, that brother, other brother asked with some passion. Yeah. Give me my stuff, daddy. Yeah. You hear that, Pastor Ben? Give me my stuff. I want mine. Yeah. <laughs> That's some passion. Mm-hmm. Give me my stuff. The other brother out in the field, he ain't asked for nothing. He ain't about taking no risk. This brother hit him went out there. You know, what did that brother come back with? He might have came back broke, but he came back with some life experience too, didn't he? Huh? That's exciting, ain't it? Might have came back broke, but he came back with some life experience. I don't want no more of them strip clubs. Come on. I don't want no more prostitutes. Come on. I done been there before people come talking to me about my money. I ain't going to give you all my money like that. He done come back with some life experience. He done been through it, but he got some experience to go forward. Amen. Church people look down at that dude. I say, ooh, that's my man. Yes. Give me mine, Dad. Russell, you hear what I said? Sure. Give me mine, Dad. Yeah. I want mine. There's too many people in the church that don't have that attitude. Yes. Daddy, give me what you promised me. Not so I can walk away and mess it off, but God, I want to do what you put in my heart. Give me what you promised me. Amen. Not with some pets. And so if you ain't done nothing, you don't have no story, don't get mad at the other people who are out there going full out for God. Amen. Don't get mad at them because you won't ask for yours. Yeah. It was reading one more time. Don't hate me because I asked to come out on the water. Because I asked for my portion. Because I'm taking risks with what he put in my hands. And you're burying yours in the ground. Yeah. Don't be mad at me because you won't ask him for what you want. Yeah. You got love, you got faith. 
You got faith. You got love. In the scripture, it says, Book of Corinthians, I think it's 13, 1 Corinthians 13. It says that the most important thing is what? Love. It's love. A lot of people, they, they, that's a scapegoat for them. See, church people, we like scapegoats. Yeah. We want to get away from obligation. Yeah. We love to get away from obligation. See, the scripture says, if the love is the most important thing, if you ain't got love, but let's turn over there to Ephesians 6. It says something else. Somebody go to Ephesians 6. Pastor Lord, go to Ephesians 6. Look around verse, uh, where he starts talking about putting on the whole armor of God. We can't run from this one either, Pastor Eli. See, faith and love, they go together. Most important thing is love. What, what, what did that scripture say? 10. Right there. That's the NLT. Okay. Watch this. What, which version is this? NLT. NLT, what's that mean? New Living Translation. Oh, no, no. What, what version? Uh, give me something else besides that. New American Standard, New NKJV, something like that. You want the King James? No, nah, give me NKJV. Uh, verse 10. Give me verse 10. Whoever got it, give me the phone so I can read it so we can go home. <laughs> verse 10. So verse 10, she didn't switch it up. She's a good wife. She ain't just pretty nails and pretty hair. Amen. Thank God. Even though your nails is pretty, your nails is pretty. Your hair is pretty. Gotta do something about your makeup, but. She lost her makeup bag. I'm just messing with her. You're gonna have to come out of pocket. I, and look, she didn't ask. I never said I wouldn't. She didn't ask. Okay, verse 16. Verse 16. No, we went, to, we went to go buy the truck. She lost the makeup bag. She don't know where makeup is. Hey, y'all leave us alone. We, we, we good. We mess with each other like that. All right, so listen. Finally, my brother. My brother, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but principalities and powers, and against rulers of the darkness of this age, and against spiritual hosts and wickedness in heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, having done all to stand. Stand, therefore, having your, uh, having girded your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace, above all, taking the shield of faith by which you are able to quench every all the fiery darts of the wicked one. Amen. So it says that love is the most important in 1 Corinthians 13. He tells us over here and when the battle, above all, take the shield of faith. Because why? Your faith and your love go together. Your faith and your love go together. If your faith is broken... And, I, and I'm serious about this. This is not just preaching now. If your faith is broken, ask yourself, man, are you excited when somebody, something good happens for somebody? Yes. Yes. Oh, in my back pocket. Are you excited when something good happens for somebody else? Yes. If, and this is just, this is just for you personally. If you're not, if you find yourself all the time, if you're that, that, like that brother and you're always frustrated when God's doing something for somebody, man, your love's broken. Your love's broken. If you're constantly upset when God does something 
For somebody else, your love ain't working right. Now, now there's good news that your love can be fixed. Right? And how, how, well, Pastor, how do I fix my love? Faith come by hearing, hearing by the word of God. Believing that God, because faith is powered by love, believing that God loved me, I just read the scripture. I can go through the scriptures. I can go to John 3.16, just read it over and over and over and over and over and over again. Then I go over there and read about that time he was in that garden sweating drops of blood and how he still went through it for me. Then I go back and read the other scripture we read in Hebrews, how it says that, uh, 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 gosh, for the joy set before him, he endured the cross. He didn't, what he was going through on your behalf, he said that was joy for him. Right? So when I read those scriptures, what does that do? That lets me know, hey, I got a God that loves me, willing to go through the cross for me. Knowing what was going to happen. The cross didn't take Jesus by surprise. But he did it because he loves you. He loves you. So when I go to reading that, what happens? Man, I, I, are you kidding me? God loves me. As messed up as I am, I'm messed up. God can't love me like that. So then you go to reading about Peter. Maybe you're a person with, with anger problems, right? So Peter pulled out his knife and cut the dude ear off. He loved Peter. Right? Remember what the other girl, the prostitute girl that came, right? Uh, Mary Magdalene. And she came and cried at his feet. He took up for her, loved her, became part of the ministry. Dude had demons inside of him. Healed him. Cast all the devils out, joined the team. There ain't nothing you can do that God, that make God not love you. Nothing. Get over yourself. You holding yourself hostage. God can't love me. I can't be used. I can't. I could never. He could never. I'm too bad. This, come on, man. You're not special. You're not special. Some people think they're special because I'm too bad. I'm the lowest of the low. I'm scum scum and earth. The guy who wrote most of the New Testament was going around killing Christians. And I'm going to tell you, I'm going to end with this. You want to know what he told them? He overheard them talking about him. He overheard them talking about how in the world can he be teaching and this and that. How can he? This and that. He turned around and told them, I have wronged no man. Go read it for yourself. I have wronged no man. But Paul, you killed up a bunch of folks. I have wronged, because you want to know why he could say that? Because he understood how much God loved him and that he was willing to forgive him. My forgiveness is so complete, I don't owe you nothing. You can hate on me if you want to, but I owe you nothing. I sinned against God. And God forgave me. Amen. So therefore, I will continue to sweat on these rags yeah, come on. and hand them out yeah. and let them go lay them on people and people get healed from my rags. Yeah. Because the power of God works through me in spite of anything I've ever done before I connected with Jesus. Yeah. And it yeah. can work for you the same way if you will stop hating. Praise the Lord. That's enough for today.